TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Dennis Dodd joins us, CBSSports.com. We're going to talk about college football, even though college football is a little bit ahead of us, but we're always uh, curious. Dennis, hello. I'm good, Bob. How are you? We're uh, happy to have you. Thanks for doing this. So, I'll start off asking you the question that you've probably not been asked. What do you think of the transfer portal and the NIL? <laughs> uh, and my, my real question would be, what's this going to look like in two or three years after we've had a chance to uh, get, get used to it a little bit more? I think it's the way of the world. I don't think it will go backwards. Um, I, I'm glad you used uh, the time frame two to three years. Because I've said for a long time, in two, two to three years, we won't even be talking about NIL. It'll be like cost of attendance. Remember what a big deal that was? Um, nobody even thinks about it anymore. And you're already seeing market, market forces apply, that the market will take care of some of these outlandish salaries. John Ruiz at Miami, his, his company is tanking, maybe because he's spending too much on Miami players. Um, Ryan Day last year. Put a price on it. It's going to take us $13 million to retain our roster. As weird as that sounds, I just got done running. I thought you guys were calling in five minutes. Um, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, it put a price on it. He also said top quarterbacks are going for $2 million. What did Bryce Young uh, earn at Alabama? It looks like $3.2 million. So I just think I think everything else is details at this point. I don't think the NCAA is going to get any help from Congress. I think those who think uh, proactively and get into some sort of collective bargaining arrangement, which may be forced on college athletics, if you pay attention to this bill in California, the Holden bill that just got sent to appropriations, I think today. So the next level to becoming law in the state of California. Uh, I think that the quicker we accept it, the quicker we move on. Is there anyone, because it's much more difficult for me to follow the transfer portal in football than it is in basketball, and it's still really hard in basketball, but is there anyone outside of the usual suspects of Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, those type of programs that is in position, maybe more uh, so than other schools in that second tier uh, to take more advantage of, of NIL and the transfer portal, or will it always just be uh, the schools with the, the biggest resources? Well, you have to think backwards on this. Uh, yeah, the, the schools with the biggest resources, because there is 
a governor or a boundary on all this. It's the same one that was there before. You can only take 25 of them. Now, there's a one-year kind of COVID catch-up in, uh, I think, in football, maybe in other sports, that you can take as many as you want as long as you don't surpass the 85 annual limit. But be that as it may, there are guardrails there. Nick Saban's not going to take the 10 best quarterbacks. So he's going to get the best players. Uh, they're going to have an advantage that Akron doesn't have, and none of that has changed. Will there be battles over the top players? Absolutely. Will there be messes along the way? Uh, you know, I.E. Jaden Rashada at Florida, now at Arizona State, a $13 million quarterback? Absolutely. But it, it is here to stay and is here to begin with. Don't forget the transfer portal started in October of 18, um, and the one-time transfer allowance started in August of 21, because of legal concerns, the NCAA was afraid of getting its, its pantsuit off, and it's not going backwards on this. So in those two situations, that is the way of the world. Dennis Stott, our guest from CBSSports.com. So I'm asking you your opinion on this. I don't know that we've got enough data to be able to know, but do you think NIL will eventually level the playing field in college athletics at least to some degree? Uh, we just saw a Final Four that had, you know, some uh, lower seeds in it. Is that potentially the case in college football, or is college football too entrenched in the power conferences that it probably won't have that effect in that sport? Yeah, I, I, I don't think it will. I think it will be the advantage will go to those who coach better, that retain uh, rosters better, and the biggest thing is roster management. You can bitch all you want about it. Um, you know, Nick Saban, a few years ago before this all became a thing, said, am I, am I going to change the way I coach? And I said in the back of my mind, maybe you do, um, because these players have more freedom. Uh, I think those who accept it and learn from it and use it will be the most successful. I also think there's a very big possibility that what we saw in both the men's and women's tournaments this year may have been a one-off. I'm not saying it, it, you know, it's going to continue, but I'm not saying it's not. I mean, I think the, the traditional powers will, you know, will rise. Um, there was a situation this year, I think, because of COVID and the one-time transfer rule, um, that the teams in general, teams like FAU that had the most experienced, most seniors, um, were able to do the best. And it was an extreme because FAU had done nothing in basketball before that, but. I think it'll write itself. I don't think this, uh, A equals B. Uh, I just think this may have just been a one-off season. What about coaches? Because it would seem like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that their role is somewhat diminished when recruiting is based on uh, NIL and stuff like that. And also, do you think athletic departments will one day just say, why are we paying coaches this much money uh, when – the money is best spent on getting players instead. Yeah. I mean, I, I, your second point is I think the most cogent one. Um, yeah. I mean, look, coaches, is their power diminished? Yeah, I guess in some ways. And you see every now and then coaches bitching about it, but look, give up the job. I'll take those millions. But if there's, there's countless people waiting in the wings that are very, very talented and younger and more progressive that'll take that job so I, I don't listen to any complaints about this because, because i said it's the way it's going to be right now but yes is there going to be an allocation of resources that causes these coaches salaries to come more into line i think that's more likely if you believe that revenue sharing is coming in some form and i do 
um, then if you're carving off a chunk of money, wherever that comes from, media rights or whatever, for the players, you're going to have to spend less elsewhere because the college model is not a true business model. Colleges, college athletics spend, in, in general, spend every dime they make. Um, if you look at some of these balance sheets, you know, uh, you know, let's just take Texas. Texas, $220 million a year. Their balance sheet will say uh, revenues 220, expenses 217. So that's pin money. That's walking around money for them, $3 million. They just throw it back in the hopper. So they have to adhere to a, a very strict bottom line. Now, uh, coaches' salaries, yeah, that's part of it. Um, you know, that comes from the demand, the supply and demand. I wrote about it a little bit yesterday. You know, there's, there's a reason why these coaches are getting paid so much. But if what we're talking about happens, that's going to cut into that. And I don't think anybody minds that. Again, if, uh, if people are if people in the profession are upset about that, stay, taking $6 million instead of 10 I can name you 10 people right now that would take two and, and maybe do a better job. Dennis Stott, our guest from CBSSports.com, lead college football writer. So uh, I want to ask you ab- about the other big topic, and, and I want your – your thoughts on just how quickly things have changed in college athletics as a whole. We were just kind of getting used to the restructuring in conferences and, and how quickly yeah. that was happening. Then all this hits. Uh, where are we in, in realignment? What do you expect to happen over the next year or two in, in that arena? I, I don't think we're done, but I do think we're on hold. Um, the Big Ten as a new commissioner – uh, of which we don't know his intentions yet. Last I checked, the presidents there had no intention of expanding. The Pac-12 is waiting to see what number they get on their new TV deal before they do anything, and that could be a matter of months. Uh, in the meantime, the Big 12 has sent out vibes that they just may move on, whether that means staying with the current 12 that they have or going to a plan B in terms of expansion. Uh, but I don't think it's over. Um, look at what happened today in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is going to get the Oakland A's. Okay. They've already got a Final Four in 27. They've already got pro hockey. They've already got pro football. Um, they host five conference uh, tournaments every year, every March. How long before some conference or another says, I, I know they're bad in football, but this is a buy low, sell high if we bring them into our conference. And you can probably figure out what conference is. I'm talking about. So, no, I, I, I don't think it's over. Is there a point, Dennis, that you believe that fans would really start to uh, drift away from college sports? I We've had this conversation on the show. It's, it's unsavory for some people that all of this is happening at once, and it's hard to keep up with. But, for example, the NCAA tournament was as good as ever, and there were underdogs and upsets, and people loved it. So I, I guess I don't really see the impact on the fan necessarily. Is, is there one? Record numbers for the women's tournament. Um, and in some ways outdid the men's. For the first time in, what was it, nine, uh, eight or nine years, college football attendance went up. It had gone down seven years in a row in, in uh, eight out of the last nine. It actually went up overall. What you're talking about is, and I know criticism to you, is the parroting of the NCAA when they get in court. If you pay players, people just won't come to watch. What I found in real time and in reality since NIL started in 21 is on Saturday afternoons. People don't give a damn. 
they can wring their hands during the week, but as long as they're human beings uh, under the helmet of Ohio State and Michigan, they're going to come watch. They don't care that Bryce Young is making 2 or $3 million. By the way, Aaron, you're really good in those Dr. Pepper commercials. They care if the team wins. And if everybody's playing by the same rules, which they are, we, we, can, uh, we can rail against NIL, but the same rules apply, um, at least from the NCAA, but not state to state. But, but are, are gun rules the same state to state? I know. Are marijuana rules the same state to state? We all seem to get along um, you know, with that. So, no, I, I, I don't think that, that assertion applies at all. Well, you mentioned as long as human beings are playing, but uh, keep an eye on artificial intelligence. Uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> Did you see it's, that on 60 Minutes when they were kicking yes, the soccer it's, ball? Yes, uh, it's That was bizarre. scary, yeah. Yeah, that so, was scary. I wanted to ask you before we let you go, because you have obviously ties to our area, uh, Chris Kleiman and Lance Leipold. It seems that both Kansas State and Kansas have their football programs in extremely capable hands. Uh, have you bought into both of those guys now? Have they done enough uh, over the short in uh, Lance's case and a little bit longer term in Coach Kleiman's case? Have they done enough to make you a believer that those two programs are set for the future? Absolutely. Uh, I'm a total believer in both guys. Um, not since – and Bill Snyder, you know, seemingly was always at uh, Kansas State. So not since Bill Snyder, Glenn Mason area uh, – uh, Bill Snyder, Mark Mangino era has it been like this, and they are still relatively new at their job. It's certainly Lance Leipold, but I think he's, I think I, I really think the world of him and Chris too. Um, they are people of Midwest, I don't know, ethic values. Um, they know what they have to do. They totally bought into what the Big Twelve is, and for Kansas State, in the middle of all this, to win its first outright Big Twelve title in 16 years and then to do what they did in basketball. It's just a, you know, just rubber stamps everything that Gene Taylor has done. Uh, And Lance Leipold to go to a bowl um, in his second year, and things are only going to get better there, I I think is really, really good. Not to mention, you know, the establishment of Bill uh, Bill Self. Think about this. They had their infractions committee meetings. People forgot about that. They're under a major NCAA investigation from the SDNY case FBI in 2017 they had their infractions case um, over the weekend since they got their notice of allegations think about this Bill Snyder has won a national championship multiple big 12 titles gotten a lifetime contract and two stents put in his heart that's a pretty good record um, <laughs> you know, under, under those conditions so no I, th- I think what we're talking about in a larger context is I don't think there's any more power five anymore going forward considering what the sec and big 10 have done but what is it is it a power two is it a power three where the bronze medal as arizona president uh, bobby robbins calls it is not such a bad thing i think that's how the big 12 has positioned itself good stuff as always we appreciate your time dennis dodd cbs sports thanks dennis all right guys thanks tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to tune in.com or download the tune in app to start listening
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.